0: Download the Move app and log in with your Mamma Mia login. Head to move.mamma mia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So much- You're
1: listening to a Mamma Mia podcast.
0: Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, my name is Tegan Natoli. Hello, Tegan Natoli. I'm Libby Trickett. And this is This Glorious Mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. Now, Libby, do you know what I've noticed? Well, pretty much since after Christmas, that Easter eggs are back in the supermarket already. That's wild and not great for when we're strolling down the grocery aisle and we're like, oh, what's a little Malteser bunny? But I have found out that Woolworths are selling... Biscoff? Is that how you say it? That beautiful spread? like Just hold, hold, what? (laughs) They're Biscoff hot crust buns? Yes, that's what I was getting to. But of course, everyone is buying them. Like they exist, but if you can find them or see them, grab them because they're like Taylor Swift tickets. You need to like be the first to grab them. Biscoff, Hot cross buns. I have just recently become obsessed with Biscoff,
1: so amazing for me because I'm currently off dairy because of Alfie and mm. Biscoff is vegan, so they're nut-free, oh. they're dairy-free.
0: Oh, I- nut free.
1: Yep. Nut free,
0: dairy free. Oh, that's good to know. So you can put them on the kids sandwiches, you know, promoting really healthy sandwiches for school. But you know, with the spreads, it's like peanut butter. You can get the smooth spread or you can get the crunchy spread. Anyway, we're getting way too obsessed with Biscoff. The crunchy one. But guys, this is probably the stupidest thing I've ever mentioned because now they're going to be even harder to get because all the TGMs will be buying them. But we're not here to talk about hot cross buns. Coming up, Libby and I had a wonderful chance to sit down and chat to Edwina and Jen, who are best friends but also went down a surrogacy path together.
1: They are such incredible humans, such amazing communicators and adults, and they also talk about their advocacy around surrogacy and calling on the Australian government to review so many of the outdated laws that are surrounding surrogacy and that journey.
0: Yeah, we can't wait for you to hear that. Jen McCloy met her close friend Edwina Peach when they were 10 years old. After watching Edwina struggle with fertility, Jen offered to be her surrogate. Now both women are calling on the government to review outdated laws that put Australian surrogates, babies and parents at risk while also robbing thousands of Australian couples of the joy of parenthood. Edwina and Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Now I'm going to kick off with how and when did you guys meet? So
2: Wayne and I were lucky enough to go to boarding school together. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we met when we were 10. Yeah, we spent sort of eight years at boarding school together.
1: Adriana, can you share a little bit about your fertility journey? Because obviously it's a huge decision to go into surrogacy. So how did you come to this point?
3: So I guess we came to the point of surrogacy over a number of years. We had basically been trialing a number of different doctors, which was really exhausting, as well as different sort of, I guess, approaches to having a baby as well as dealing with different doctors who had different ideas as to Mm. what route we should go down. We came sort of to a point where one of our doctors said look I don't think I'm the right doctor for you anymore I think we've come to the end of our journey and it was then that Jen actually came to us and said that she'd spoken to her obstetrician She'd spoken to her husband, Ewan, and she made the amazing offer of potentially being our surrogate.
0: And Jen, we've heard you in the past refer to that as an Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) How did you come to that decision to offer that up to Edwina? So I was actually pregnant with my son,
2: Alfie, at the time. I, God, women listening to this will probably hate me, but I didn't hate pregnancy. (laughs) Um, And so I sort of thought to myself, I knew that for Wayne, it was going to be either surrogacy or adoption. Wayne and I hadn't even spoken about it. So I didn't 100% know where she was in the fertility journey. Mm. The first thing I did was go to Ewan, my husband, and say, this is something I'm thinking about. And I kind of thought he would stop me. And I and then I'd be like, oh, well, I was the nice person. I tried, but you stopped me. <laughs> but he actually said, because he's known Wayne for 20 years yeah. and he said, yeah,
0: wow. let's talk about
2: it. We had that discussion and then we did a whole bunch of research and then we went to Wayne and Charlie and it took us a little while to convince them that that's something that we wanted to do. We had to tell them a few times. But I love wow. that you had to convince them. Well, just just <laughs> because I think for Wayne, I can understand. Yeah, was like, no, my God, no, this is too much. Yeah. And yeah, but we'd just done a lot of our own research. So
0: and, Edwina, what are the emotions that come along with an offer like that? Obviously, as you just mentioned, Jen, there's like, no, it's too much. You know, can you walk us through what that felt like to receive such a, a generous offer?
3: I think initially, it's just strangely, it's guilt. It's like, why would you put yourself through that? Why would you sacrifice so much of like your entire family's life? Because it is a real process and it's not just, it's not just the nine months, it's the entire year, year and a half leading up to that and going through the counselling and the legal procedures. And it's not only for Jen and you and it's for their son as well and having to explain that to him as they're going down that avenue as well. And also later on in life, Alfie, their son, getting to know Angus and explaining like what their relationship Mm -hmm. is, I guess. So
2: and I'll just yeah. jump in there. My husband, Ewan, thinks he's very funny. He's come up with the idea that they're womb mates.
3: <laughs> they're womb mates. Love that. I <laughs> love that. So that's brilliant. Brilliant. I love that.
1: Surrogacy is It's not a conversation that's happening a lot in Australia and I think people would think of it as such a huge and heavy responsibility particularly within a friendship you know within family dynamics or friend as you guys are friends obviously how did you go about navigating those really challenging conversations
2: so for Wayne and I as soon as I actually remember where I was standing when we had this phone call (laughs) and we just made the decision once we decided to do it We said, let's just be clinical from now on. We don't need to say thank you anymore. We don't need to describe how we're feeling all the time. Obviously, we were very open with that. But in terms of the organisation, we just said, okay, we've both agreed to do this and we're both happy with this decision. We don't need to think about that anymore and let's just be clinical from then on. And it just worked for us. And I think the other thing that really helped and I know Wayne would say the same thing, was our husbands. They've also known each other for a very long time. So I think that was something the counsellor said to us was, you guys as a four Mm. are just really prepared. But I think it's really important to say that that's not that common and it can be really tough. Mm. That's why we did so much counselling because you really have to answer some pretty hard questions together, particularly around risk and health and all that sort of stuff and what you would do in scenario planning. So I Mm. think to be able to tackle all that it's a big thing.
0: Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. You know, all those questions and the risks and potential outcomes. And, you know, it's not just on behalf of yourself that you're making decisions, Mm. you know, as you mentioned, you've got another son as well. So, and another one on the way, which I might mention, (laughs) she's 10 days out from giving birth again, this woman. But can I ask you, Edwina, I'm sure you've been asked this a hundred times, but how did it feel to become a mother and hold Angus for the first time?
3: Oh, it still makes me really, it still makes me a bit sad. <laughs> Happy, sad. <laughs> oh God, you're gonna make me cry, now. Mm. <laughs> I just cry all the time. <laughs> oh. but I, I, Jen and I always joke because I do. I just always get so emotional about it because mm. mm. even if we were to just have one, like I just. It was just the most amazing time and I just, everyone involved, not just Jen, Ewan and obviously Alfie wasn't in the room, but just all of the staff were just insanely beautiful towards us and I just, I'll never forget that. We were a stranger to them. Uh, yeah, sorry, I just can't stop crying. But... No, <laughs> no it's, it's, it's such a,
1: an incredible gift.
3: Yeah, they were just—we were literally a stranger to them, and they just wanted to help us in every way that they could. Like well, our obstetrician as well, he delivered Alfie as well, so mm. there was that bond with him and Jenna Newen, mm. and of course, we wanted to you know, take Jenna Nguyen on this pretty crazy ride with their amazing obstetrician who they'd used before. And he was just like the most beautiful man. So Mm -hmm. I just, honestly, people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll just mention it was so beautiful in terms of that moment. Wayne was amazing through the process. She did a lot of reading, listened to a lot of podcasts I'm a bit more like make a decision and go for it. But Wayne was great sending through all this information about just everything. And one of the things that she'd read about was, you know, orchestrating that moment, Mm. so making sure that we really, so we had a caesarean so that we could all be in the room. No one needs to see me go through (laughs) labour. And Wayne had did a lot of work to make sure that we knew exactly how that moment was going to go. So we had the moment where Angus came to me. And then I could hand Angus to them, and that mm. was. And now this is probably my turn oh, to cry, but it was an incredible moment, and that wouldn't necessarily have happened if Wayne hadn't have really like thought about it. For me, that was the whole reason that we did it. Mm. So it was it was a really special moment.
3: Like we made an effort to all communicate that towards the team who we're dealing with, like the medical team, so they knew exactly how we wanted it. Just because. We wanted it to be special for everyone and especially Jen because she just, you know, she'd been on this massive journey and made such a big sacrifice and we wanted to have that point where Angus, you know, he did come out and he was passed to Jen because that was just really special to us. It's on video, but
2: I didn't know what to say because there was about twenty five people watching me and <laughs> angers came out and everyone was looking at me and I just said, I hope you enjoyed your home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was, I didn't know what else to say.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> I've watched the video a thousand times. It was really it was really special.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice that you have it on video. I remember when I was giving birth, the people in the suite said, oh, no, we'll just take photos. And I regret so much not having that, especially in my case for twins, it was like to have that video must just be Mm. so beautiful. You can relive it over and over again. As
3: you can (laughs) say before, I can't watch it with anyone remotely close to me. I'm like, you stand over there in the corner and watch it and I will be here.
0: You'll walk into the kitchen with puffy eyes. Have you been watching that video again? (laughs) Have you watched it again?
1: It's just such a miracle and what an absolute gift you are to each other. I, I mean, just the amount of communication and that relationship that you have is truly breathtaking, I have to say. With this whole journey, you have both become such huge advocates for change in surrogacy laws in Australia. The law that I actually found quite shocking is that the surrogate is
2: listed on the birth certificate. What are the other laws? So the parentage order is the one that seems to shock everybody the most. And honestly, for Wayne and I, that was a bit of a shock. In every other country, they have what's called a pre-birth parentage order. So as soon as Angus came out, Wayne and Peachy, they would have been on the birth certificate and for Medicare and everything like that. But in Australia, Wayne and Charlie had to go through the adoption process. So that's why it takes so long. And Angus was 10 months old when they finally got the birth certificate. Wow. Which in itself, obviously, from an admin point of view, is highly inconvenient. Oh, but Medicare is hard so annoying when you have
0: a newborn, right? Yeah, <laughs> like just, and
2: so from an admin point of view, I mean, daycare application, just yeah, everything where you have to yeah. be the legal guardian. But not only that, just an emotional point of view. Yeah, absolutely. It's just not fair. And even though my husband ordered a Canberra Raiders themed birth certificate (laughs) for Angus, um, that was great. (laughs) I mean, that was all just because we were like, this is not his real birth certificate. You know, it's going to have Wayne and Charlie's name on it. So I know from our perspective like from a surrogate's perspective, that's a huge responsibility. And also just for intended parents, it's just really emotional and, and unfair. So that's something we're really working hard to change.
0: When I read that law, it made me wonder, you know, in regards to maternity leave or even government help in regards to that, you know, if you're raising your child, how does that work out? Because if legally you're not the yeah. parent or on the birth certificate, does that create yeah. complications in regards to that? It just complicates everything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were,
2: we were. I mean, Wayne can probably answer this better, but we were okay. We've yeah. navigated it all pretty yeah. well. But what I often say is you think about the situation where a couple has found a surrogate on Facebook, which happens in yeah. Australia because yeah. you're not legally allowed to advertise mm. for a oh, surrogate wow. and a lot of people can't afford to go overseas. So yeah. they might be working with someone that they don't no. you know, know yeah. at all. And that means that that person is the legal guardian of their child. And often in that situation, particularly with gay couples, that surrogate might be giving their egg as well. So Mm -hmm. that creates a whole other complexity.
0: So at any point, could that surrogate change their mind? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So
2: under Australian law, legally, we did not have to give Wayne and Charlie angus. Wow. So we could have chosen to say no. Yeah. And equally, they also could have chosen to say we don't yes. want him. Yeah,
0: wow. And if that
2: happens, the child goes into child services. So.
0: so how come in Australia we're so far behind? You know, if people are going overseas, what's stopping us here from progressing with the matter?
2: Legacy political issues.
0: Yeah. There are so many wonderful
2: progressive MPs that we're now working with mm. on a WhatsApp with a whole bunch of them <laughs> yeah. um, and we're working towards a parliamentary inquiry into it. There was one 10 years ago yeah. and there was basically the most watered down recommendations to government came out of it because of all of the just political issues with it. And really, unfortunately, politics is about seats and everyone was worried about standing up and losing mm. the more conservative yeah. um, side of their electorate. But we're in a very different situation now. And I think everybody realises that fertility is a totally different landscape mm-hmm. now. And it's not just gay couples that can't have kids, yeah. you know, it's not just people that have got medical fertility issues. There's sure. lots of reasons why people now are struggling and having the challenge of parenthood. So yeah. I think that, I think there's a headwind and I think we're going to see some change. Mm-hmm.
1: I can see with the passion that you guys have that that is definitely going to be the case. Just finally, what advice do you have for other women out there who are considering? Well, Jen, you maybe could answer being a surrogate, or for you, Edwina, looking for a surrogate. What advice do you guys have?
2: From a surrogate's point of view, so if you're considering wanting to offer surrogacy to a family or friend, my biggest advice would be do your research. Try and talk to as many people that have been through the process as you can. I've had quite a few people come to me since we've started talking about it and I think I've basically talked a few of them out of it just by giving them (laughs) a reality. But I think it's, it's, it's one of those things where you feel really emotional about wanting to offer it and you're like, Mm. please, I just want to do it, I want to do it. But the thing I think for Wayne and Charlie when we came to them about it was we'd already done three or four months of research. Mm. We'd spoken to people, Ewan and I had sat down and Wayne knows what Ewan's like, we love to do our research. And Mm. he'd sat down and we'd really considered it before we even went to someone. So you don't want to ever go to someone and offer it if you're not 100% clear on what it is. And then I would say that, yeah, just really considering what it means for you and your family because it's a very nice thing to offer but for Wayne and I, if anything had happened, we'd obviously been through all that scenario planning and we were very confident knowing worst-case scenarios. Say, for example, if I had to have a hysterectomy and couldn't have any more kids, you know, that's the worst case. Yeah, We'd talked about that all very openly. But I would say in Australia it really is possible with the right people involved and I think that parenthood should be an option for anyone and I just think that it's something that we're working hard to change it and make it easier.
0: You guys are absolute friendship goals. Thank you so much for your time today and obviously advocating so beautifully for such an important cause and we wish you all the best and when you pop, Jen, within the next few days, we hope that this one goes wonderfully too. Thank you very much and thank you so much for having thank us, guys. We really,
2: we really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for listening to This Glorious Mess. Get in touch with us at tgm at mamamia.com.au or join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Family, on Facebook. This episode was produced by Grace Rouvray with audio production by Scott Stronach. See you next week. Bye.